Welcome to the Be Still My Soul podcast. This is Pastor Ray Brandon bringing daily encouragement to the church. We're working our way through the Gospel Project, and we are in Unit 21, Session 3 and Day 4, reading from John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. Before we get into the text this morning, I just want to uh, make you aware of uh, something that's happening at Northbridge. We are in the middle of a, a two-day uh, workshop training uh, for pastors. So we have about 15 pastors that are um, sitting together, working through the book of Ruth, utilizing um, utilizing biblical principles, and this is something that our that our church partners um, with a, a missionary agency called Word Partners. And Word Partners is international. They're in over 60 different countries, and they are equipping pastors to preach the Word of God by studying the Word of God in an expositional manner. Um, so that's looking at the text itself and, and saying, what does the text say? In studying that in a systematic means, and so there's 10 basic Bible uh, study principles and understanding, like reading on the line and uh, making sure that you're not adding to Scripture and saying more than the Word of God says or, or taking away, that you're asking good questions. That's a second uh, principle that we utilize all the time in our small group Bible studies. In my Bible study, we talk about it every single week, asking good questions. And there's there's questions in the text that are good questions, and then there's the text, there's questions in the text that are powerful questions that actually move, um, that help move that narrative, if it's a, if it's a narrative forward, or um, that further um, that, that further help us understand the epistle and um, the, the logical thought of that particular passage, if it's an epistle. Um, we talk about genre and structure and tone and mood, and then traveling instructions. The Bible was not written to us today directly, but rather it had an original author, an original audience, and a message to them. And there is, uh, in that, there is a message to us, but we first has to have to um, go on that, that journey of, of traveling instructions and understand what it meant to them. We, we talk about the melodic line and biblical theology and text and framework. What are we bringing to the text um, that influences our understanding and how are we allowing the text to change us. And then we move from study to sermon and putting all of this together in a presentation that is clear and is faithful to the text. So I hope that you will pray. Uh, pray for these pastors. Um, we have, um, as part of uh, our, our ministry here um, at Northbridge, uh, are, are hosting this. And it is amazing how this is changing pastors' lives. It's changing their preaching. It's changing churches in southwest Michigan, throughout the northern part of Indiana, and the southern east part of Illinois. And so we're thrilled to have pastors gathered together with us today in this fashion. Um, also, we're getting into John 3.16 this morning together, John 3.16 through 18. You know, in this passage, uh, there is the issue of justice. And as Christians, we are people that believe in justice. We believe in cosmic justice. In fact, the text addresses that. Jesus says he doesn't come into the world to condemn the world. Now, in fact, what the text says is that the world is condemned already. One of the things that Christians can be guaranteed, and it's why we can rest, it's why we can give grace and mercy, is because that there is nothing that 
is committed, no crime, no sin that is committed against humanity or against God that will go unpunished. We believe that God is sovereign. And that's what Jesus is teaching Nicodemus in this text, that the world is already condemned. Uh, The world is condemned already because of sin. The Bible teaches that we are born sinners. We are born into a state of condemnation because of the sin of Adam that has been passed down to us, that we inherit that. And so we are in a lost condition. We are rebels against God, and then we compound the issue by actually sinning, by committing crimes, by doing those things. So Christians understand justice. It doesn't mean that we have a lackadaisical attitude towards justice. It doesn't mean that we don't care about it. It doesn't mean that we let criminal activity or sins go. In fact, the Bible instructs us. The Bible instructs um, the the magistrates. It instructs government as to how to operate, to to deal with crime. It instructs the church how to deal with sin. Um, so the, the Word of God instructs us on justice, but we know that our, our system of justice, whatever mankind implements, because we live in a broken and fallen world, because we are sinful, Um, We know that every criminal is not going to be caught. Every sin will not come to the surface ultimately in this life. However, there is a judgment that Jesus says in this passage is sure that we're under condemnation. And that makes his rescue all the more amazing because he says here in this passage that he doesn't come into the world to condemn the world. No, absolutely not. In fact, the implication here, rather obvious implication, is the world is condemned already. That's what Jesus says. It is condemned already. It is under the judgment of God. It will pay. You and I, brother and sister, will pay for our sin unless, unless, what Jesus says here in this passage, unless we believe in the one who can forgive sins. So Jesus's ministry in the world is not primarily seeking justice, although it is wrapped up in that, because what he does in forgiveness is he satisfies the wrath of God. He, he makes the payment for our sins. Um, so he is involved in justice work, but he's involved in laying his life down as a sacrifice. He comes as a savior. He comes as a redeemer. He comes as one buying back um, a people that are wayward and rebellious and bringing them back to his grace and to his love. That's an amazing thing. And so we need to think about that. It's easy to focus as Christians on our wrongs in the ways that we have been wronged, in the ways that people have sinned against us. But are we about the work of redemption? Are we about the work of laying down our lives, um, making sacrifices, laying down whatever God calls us to lay down in order that those around us might know his message and that those around us, they might ultimately, that they might be saved? Brother and sister, um, do you have that one, that friend, that family member that doesn't know Christ? Um, Maybe you can see their faults, their sins, their issues, they're clearly on the surface. Um, is it Are those things the, the main thing that you're concerned about? Or are you concerned that they cling to Christ? That they follow Him? That they know that they are forgiven? Yes, we need to be about human justice in the here and now. But we can be rest assured that no one, no one will ever get away with anything wrong. And that salvation is offered to everyone to all who will believe.